Today on the PDX Pet Connection podcast, I have Dr. Mike Saluski of Hindsight Veterinary Services. Stay tuned to hear about how Dr. Mike uses acupuncture, chiropractic, and herbs to help pets big and small live their best life. Welcome to the PDX Pet Connection podcast. If you are a Portland pet parent, then you have come to the right place. This podcast connects you to Portland-based pet businesses, services, and nonprofits. You get to hear their story and what they're doing in the Portland pet community. If you love this podcast and want to connect to other pet parents in the Portland area, head on over to our Facebook group and join in on the fun. And now, your host, dog photographer, donut connoisseur, whiskey lover, and Sherlock fan, Kim Hoschel. Welcome to the PDX Pet Connection podcast. On today's episode, I have Dr. Mike Saluski of Hindsight Veterinary Care. Welcome, Dr. Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about what you do at Hindsight Veterinary Care. Well, my practice is different than a standard veterinary practice in that I um, specialize or treat exclusively with pretty much two modalities, um, chiropractic and traditional Chinese medicine, which includes herbal medicine and acupuncture mostly. So um, what kind of animals do you normally treat? I treat, you know, everything basically, but uh, the majority of my practice is equine, um, equine sport horses predominantly. Um, And then I'd say about 20 uh, to 25% of my practice is more uh, what you would consider traditional small animal medicine. So Mm -hmm. cats, dogs, that type of thing. But uh, you know, occasionally we'll see, uh, what your guests would consider exotics, um, uh, birds or, uh, rabbits in particular. Oh, really? Yeah. So you could do chiropractic on, on a bird? You, you can, you know, there's a, there's a big difference in a lot of the anatomy, but you can obviously you have to be, you know, super gentle. I did acupuncture on a duck one time. That was pretty crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, what made you focus, decide to focus on, um, Eastern modalities um, exclusively? It was, it was kind of a transition. When I first got out of vet school, uh, I was doing uh, an all equine practice, pretty traditional, a lot of broodmare work and um, sports medicine type things. Uh, and I very quickly got into the chiropractic. I saw the results on some of my patients in the area. Um, at that same time, the group, the American Veterinary Chiropractic Association was um, pretty new, uh, starting up and was certifying both veterinarians and uh, chiropractors to um, work on animals. So I went through that course and just, it was initially just a tool in my toolbox um, uh, for helping with sport horses. And as that developed, and I would come across cases where maybe the chiropractic wasn't quite uh, enough to get what I needed, I thought, oh, maybe acupuncture will be. And so I had that tool to my toolbox. And um, as that kind of developed and became a bigger part of their practice. People asked me to start working on their dogs or their cats. So I added that in my practice. And I would say for the last 15 years or so, it just got to the point where I was having um, medications go out of date in my veterinary truck. I, uh, vaccines were you know, going bad. And I, at the time I was with a large practice up in the Seattle area. And uh, I just said, you know, I, we've got enough people doing uh, the other modalities uh, and Western medicine, 
I'm just going to switch over to just doing this exclusively. And then when I started hindsight down here in Oregon, that was my goal from the beginning was to just only do uh, these, uh, uh, you know, alternative or, um, you know, practices, if you want to call it that. And it's, that's kind of went from there. Oh, wow. So like, what are some of the benefits and what are some of the um, conditions that you can treat with acupuncture and chiropractic? Yeah. So, um, you know, I said a lot of, um, a lot of the animals I'm working with both in dogs and in horses are performance animals. And so with the chiropractic, especially there's a lot of, um, what you might even consider subtle performance, uh, things that are going on. So for instance, a horse may not be taking the correct canter lead or it may be difficult or they're, they, they're, uh, agility dogs times may be slowing down or it may refuse a certain obstacle. So a lot of it comes down to, um, uh, the quality of performance uh, and and comfort, and then of course you certainly get more traditional. What you think of with human chiropractic when you would go in for you know a sprained back or or something of that nature as well too. So pain and performance for chiropractic probably the two top things that I see for acupuncture it, it, and the Chinese medicine. It comes down to um, just usually a more of a you know an alternative uh, way of looking at any disease process. Acupuncture probably is best known for managing pain, and I certainly see a lot of that in my practice, uh, both in the sport animals and geriatrics, um, weakness issues. But really, you can treat anything from um, you know allergies to other internal medicine diseases, kidney failure, that type of thing. Um, a lot of times when you start getting into more complicated internal medicine diseases, uh, you're going to be um, incorporating the herbal medicine into that as well, too. Okay. So now how does an animal come to you? Do they need like a referral from a, from a Western vet or can they just no, come to you directly? They can just come to me directly. You know, I, I'm not anybody's, um, you know, primary veterinarian, primary care provider, if you will. Um, but they don't need a referral because I'm a veterinarian. They can just come to me, you know, as needed. Um, a lot, I do get a lot of referrals from other veterinarians in the area. I'm certainly thankful for that. Um, and, um, but it's not necessary. Um, a lot of people, um, you know, it's, it's uh, people in the performance animal um, part of things. I mean, they realize the benefits of these therapies for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of gone from, you see a lot of professional human athletes, same thing. They're getting chiropractic, they're getting, um, you know, acupuncture, they're getting more, you know, uh, they're getting uh, Western therapies as well, just to try to improve their performance as much as possible. So there's, there's been a lot of that knowledge, um, but then a lot of times people will seek me out because the uh, conventional therapies maybe aren't working, um, or um, like I see a lot of pain management cases in older dogs that um, the traditional non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are either not working as well anymore or are causing other issues with the stomach um, or the liver, the kidneys, and people need alternatives. And a lot of times we integrate all these therapies uh, integrate a lot of Chinese medicine uh, alongside oncologists for cancer um, conditions. And so it's not a, an either or or black or white in all cases. A lot of times they can, they can work together very well. Mm-hmm. And so do you like work with um, Western vets to kind of create like a, a program for that, oh, abso- so you can abso- combine? A- absolutely. I think that uh, I've developed over the years, very good relationships with, um, regular vets sounds crazy to say, but conventional, yeah. <laughs> conventional veterinarians. And I would say, 
I mean, gosh, when I first started doing this 27 years ago, um, you know, there was a, a lot of pushback, you know, the, from regular veterinarians um, about a lot of these modalities. But now I think it's a lot more accepted. Um, they're a lot more willing to work. And I do think that one of the benefits of having a practice where you're, uh, where I'm specializing these modalities, there's, there's not a feel of, oh, I'm sending a patient to a competitor, you know, right. or something like that, where it's, we can work together because I'm not going to try to um, become this uh patient's primary veterinarian, I'm going to refer them back to you. I'm just trying to be part of the team, you know, right. and that's really, I think of the attitude more and more that's there is that we've got other specialties, you know, we've got uh, internal medicine, we've got surgery, we've got ophthalmology, we've got all of these specialties that people can go to when something's maybe a little bit more complicated and veterinarians are willing to work as a team, um, uh, you know, uh, with other specialists as well. So it's, it's a good feeling in the, I think in the veterinary community now where there seemed to be, um, you know, 25 years ago, there seemed to be a lot more feeling of um, competition out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And especially when, if you don't understand what the, what the benefits are and you're a little leery of using the Eastern practices. On sure. Pets. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's, it's great when people are open to communication and you and you can say, well, this is you know why I'm doing this. You know, yes, it's okay to use these herbs along with this medication or, Oh no, it's not. We wouldn't want to do this together. So, you know, it, it's, it's a good collaborative effort for sure. Yeah. And it's great because you, you understand both sides of it. So you can understand what will not work together. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, you know, I still, you know, do a lot of traditional um, or conventional medicine uh, continuing education because you want to be, you know, you want to be keeping up with what um, these patients, other doctors are doing or prescribing um, so that you can be informed enough to then integrate these therapies appropriately. Mm -hmm. So now once, once you've gone to veterinary school, what are the, what the, are the additional trainings that you need to do what you do? Well, there's, uh, there's a, a couple of different ways to do it. You know, there's, there's, um, unfortunately, uh, there's no super great standard in, in the veterinary community. So for myself, um, I went, like I, I mentioned earlier, postgraduate, I went and got certified through the uh, American um, Veterinary Chiropractic Association. To me, and I, of course I have bias, but it, to me, that's the gold standard uh, of um, certification. Um, you know, you're really postgraduate, you're doing probably at least a full semester. I think it's 260 hours of um, classroom and lab work um, and then, you know, testing and certification afterwards. And then you, it requires continuing education to continue certification. So, you know, it's a, a fair bit of work um, to, to get that certification. Um, I went through uh, for acupuncture, the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society, which is the one that's been around the longest. There are a couple of other very good programs now. The Chi Institute in Florida does both um, acupuncture and herbal programs. I've, I've traveled with them to do some um, training in China and some symposiums over there as well. And, uh, you know, there are other various, uh, I think, I think Tufts University actually has a veterinary chiropractic program uh, as well now, which unheard of when I was in vet school, you know, yeah. in the eighties. I mean, nobody talked about these therapies at all. 
so yeah, and so it's so there's a couple of you know ones, and most of these have pretty high standards, and they have um, you know they're not a weekend course to get certified. Mm-hmm. They they have significant um, commitment to training, um, which is good. Oh, that's great. And you also lend your expertise to um, something else, uh, Patika Pets. Oh yeah, so yeah, <laughs> a couple of years ago. Um, using um, my uh, uh, knowledge of, of how to combine herbs, uh, we formed a company to use, uh, to formulate some topical. That's how we're starting right now. Some topical herbal formulations for uh, for cleansing for cleansing. So we've got um, uh, we've got a, uh, our original formula is you would consider it like a shampoo type product, but it's herbally blended to optimize the skin and the coat. That formula also comes in uh, a waterless spray, meaning that you don't have to add water. You can spray it on, um, work it into the coat, and then towel it off. It's very quick and convenient. And then we also have a formula called Quell, which uses CBD as well as some stronger herbs for more irritated skin, um, allergic dermatitis type things. Um, Also super effective, comes in both of the traditional cleanser and the waterless formulation. And then coming out soon, hopefully in the next month or two, uh, probably two, we've got this amazing product coming out called Unstunk, which is a two-part system for getting rid of really bad odors, uh, you know, obviously kind of from the name to play on skunk. And we've tested it on skunk oil and it is super effective. It kind of, the first bit of it is a spray that uses molecules to trap um, the odor so that if before you bring the dog in to bathe, if you want to spray them down or if you get, you're out hiking and you don't want to get into the car, you can spray them down. It'll neutralize something like 90% of the odor molecules uh, surrounding it. And then the cleanser, the shampoo goes in there and just eliminates it completely. Um, I, I'm, you could probably tell I'm super excited about this product. It's something we've worked on for, gosh, a year and a half, two years to get right. And I think it's right now. That so, is amazing. Yeah. That's going to be good. And so, you know, like I said, for the strongest hours, but if you've got a dog that goes and rolls at a dead salmon or a dead deer or mm-hmm. what, you know how they do, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, or just bad poop or whatever, uh, it's going to be super effective for that. Yeah. Pet owners are going to love that. Yeah. Yeah. It should be great. <laughs> Cause nobody wants a stinky dog in the house. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you have any pets yourself? Uh, right now, just a dog. Uh, so I had some uh, older dogs a, a couple of years ago that were, you know, how it happens. They kind of age at the same time. You know, you may have get them at the same time. Uh, so I I lost uh, my boy Pippin, gosh, two and a half years ago. But last year we got a puppy and it's the first time I've had a small dog. So I have a little Yorkie named Watson, uh, oh, who's, who's he's just the best. <laughs> but uh, no cats at this time and just just the one dog. Well, sometimes that's enough, especially when it's a puppy. He is enough. He's about three dogs worth. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I'm going through puppyhood right now. So I get it. <laughs> so before we go, is there anything else that you'd like the listeners to know? Um, well, they can um, contact me through my email if they'd like, um, even just to ask me a question. That is Dr. Mike. D-R-M-I-K-E at hindsightcare.com. If they're um, interested in looking at some of these shampoos that we've got out and uh, news on uh, news on the unstunk product coming out, uh, they can go to patikapets.com and find out all about that as well too. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much. And as always in the show notes, I will put all your information so people can find you and make sure that they can get an appointment or find Patika Pets or 
whatever Absolutely. they need. <laughs> Happy to help out. You bet. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and I hope you have a great day. You as well. I'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. love seeing cute photos of pets and connecting with other pet parents and businesses in Portland, let's continue the conversation in our Facebook group. I would love to hear about your pets, answer your questions, and get suggestions for what you want to hear on the podcast. I'll see you in the PDX Pet Connection Facebook group.